0: A woman in France was struck by a meteorite. A Japanese man spent $14,000 to become a dog. And scientists have brought back to life a 46,000-year-old worm found in the permafrost. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast in the universe. A woman was relaxing on her terrace and then was hit with a meteorite. Sounds like a bad afternoon. A woman in the French town of Alsace, 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 Alsace Am I saying it correctly? I don't think I am. It's a French town uh, with an unpronounceable name. I, I'm just going to roll with it. I'm just going to call it uh, Lego Town. So a woman in the French town called Lego Town was talking to her friend on her terrace probably having a glass of wine because it is France they drink a lot of wine in France and take a lot of naps they grow their underarm hair as well from what I understand anyway she was chilling on the terrace with her friend sucking down some bottles of Cabernet Sauvignon when she was struck by a very small object what kind of meteorite is this small on further inspection the black and grey concretion appeared to be a meteorite well that's a very small meteorite (laughs) would it just hit her in the elbow like a tiny little pebble I don't know meteorites were this damn small she's very lucky it wasn't a real meteorite wasn't it the meteorites that did in the dinosaurs that day the Gulf of Mexico the, the poor dinosaurs now if it was a tiny meteorite like this dinosaurs would still be hanging out we wouldn't be here and we wouldn't have wine drinking wine in Legoland would never have been a possibility thank you meteorite now, this exciting breaking story was first reported by uh, a French channel called Les Derniers Nouvelles Les Nouvelles I think I nailed it. Les uh, Derniers They say the object struck the woman in the ribs with enough force to leave a bruise. My goodness! If confirmed... It will be one of the exceedingly rare instances of a meteorite actually striking a human being, at least one of the instances in which the person lived in order to confirm what happened. Apparently there have been other instances of... Human beings being struck by meteorites. The most famous incident occurred in 1954 when a woman in Alabama was struck by a meteorite that fell through the roof of her home, leaving a massive bruise on her torso. And because she's from Alabama, she immediately smoked it. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Because they smoke rocks in Alabama. That's the joke. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. (laughs) I've had a few drinks. Sorry. All right, now the article wants you to learn some vocabulary. It's in the middle of the article. It says, a quick breakdown. Meteorites are fallen bits of space rock and metal that have landed on Earth. Meteors are the falling bits of rock and metal. Asteroids... Not to be confused with meteorites. Asteroids are large chunks of rock and metal in space, which are often the source of Earth's meteors. So they go from asteroid, and then when they when they hit you in the torso, at that point they're called a meteor. That's very helpful to know. <laughs> you were hit by an asteroid? No, I wasn't, Henry. It's a meteor. Once it breaks the Earth's uh, adrenosphere, it becomes... Is it adrenosphere? I don't know. Once it per- per- perpetrates the Earth's outer layers, the, the, the epidermis of the Earth, then it becomes a meteorite. It hit me in the Torso, right there. Oh, come on, I'm alive. I'm alive now. Uh, so you can sleep at night. It's it's helpful to know that such materials often fall from space. In fact, last year, researchers estimated over five thousand tons tons of asteroids and comet dust fell. Into the Earth, and this happens about every year. What's relatively uncommon is that the material actually survives the fall. Most larger masses disintegrate as they heat up in the Earth's atmosphere. Oh, and because the Earth's atmosphere is even hotter than ever, they're probably disintegrating quicker than ever. Earlier this year, a meteorite also crashed through the roof of a New Jersey home. In 2021, a rare meteorite landed on a driveway in England. In 2013, a meteorite fell in the Russian city of Chelyabinsk, shattering windows, injuring injuring hundreds of people, though no one was killed, thankfully. The Chelyabinsk meteorite was the largest to fall to Earth this century, as a matter of fact. Fallen meteorites also can be billions of years old they can date to the formation of the solar system. And because of that, they have scientific value. So so, uh, (laughs) scientists are quite pleased when anyone gets hit with a meteorite. It's killed her. No, but but that's good. We're going to study it now. Now, here's another fun fact. In 2020, researchers were poring over some archives, and they found some documentation uh, suggesting that a falling meteorite paralyzed one person and killed another in 1888. Now, of course, it's very rare. Everything has to go perfectly wrong for you to actually get hit with a rock from space. But the counterpoint is this woman in France now has a bragging right no one else on Earth has, pending confirmation that the object is a meteorite and not something mundane, of course. what a big disappointment if they find out it's not. I was struck by a meteorite. No, you weren't. It was a pebble from the river. No, it's a meteorite. Feels like a meteorite. No, I believe it's a pebble from the river. Look how smooth it is. No, it's a meteorite. No, no, no. I think it's a, I think it's a small piece of turf from the astroturf. Perhaps it's a wood chip. Might be a wood chip. <laughs> <laughs> how can I take a story that was like only three paragraphs long and just stretch it out this long? I'm so, <laughs> so stupid. A man who spent thousands of dollars to become a dog took his first ever walk in public. We have a Japanese man who spent more than $14,000 to become a dog, okay. Well, he finally took his first walk and apparently made some friends. Some canine friends, some human friends. The video was shared on social media, went pretty viral. As you can imagine, it's quite rare for someone to spend this much money to become a dog. It's quite rare for someone to just become a dog. I didn't know you could do this. I knew you could identify as a dog. I didn't know you could just become one, like physically. He's known only as Toko. He spent 2 million yen, which is about $14,000, on a hyper-realistic collie costume in order to fulfill his lifelong dream of, quote, becoming an animal. Now, it says here Toko the dog shares updates Almost daily, about his life as a dog on his YouTube channel, which has 30,000 subscribers. Amazing. You know how many of the Weird AF News YouTube channel has? 1,400. Great, great, great. I'm getting totally lapped by a dog. No pun intended. Get it? Lapped dog? Okay. <laughs> Apparently, people want to see this guy be a dog, but they don't want to listen to the Weird AF News YouTube podcast channel. Wow. It's, the world is unfair, guys. It really is. <laughs> Uh, does this guy have a channel also that where he shares videos of him not taking his meds <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> come on man there's some pathology here I think we can all agree well if you want to visit the YouTube channel for Toko you can watch videos of him playing in his backyard on all fours performing tricks in exchange for treats does he actually eat the treats it says now Taco, Toko has ventured into public for the very first time to reveal his new look in a pair of videos posted to his YouTube channel called I Want to Be an Animal, Toko was seen being taken out for a walk on a leash and he was seen sniffing at other dogs in the park. <laughs> he sniffed other dogs. <laughs> this guy's got a fetish. He's seen rolling around on the floor. Okay, okay. Now, uh, Toko's grand debut was captured while he was filming a segment for a German TV show. Uh, Toko seemed to be very well-received by passers-by and other dogs who appeared very curious. It wasn't clear whether or not they realized Toko wasn't a natural-born dog. In the video's subtitle, it says, I became a collie, fulfilling a dream that I've had since I was a little child to be an animal. In an introduction to his YouTube channel, Toko explained, via a series of written notes translated from Japanese, Quote, Nice to meet you. I became a dog because I wanted to be an animal. Please let me know your request for the video you would like to see in the comments. Yeah, I have a request. I would like to see you piss on a tree, Toko. If you could do that for me, that would be awesome. (laughs) Piss on a tree. Toko says he hides his human identity because he doesn't want to be judged by people he knows. He says, quote, I don't want my hobbies to be known, especially by the people that I work with. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's an easy way to lose your gig. Um, Quote continues, They think it's weird that I want to be a dog for the same reason why I can't show my real face. I rarely tell my friends because I'm afraid they will think that I am weird. Yeah, you're weird, man. I mean, whether they think it or not, I mean, this is a weird thing to do. And to spend this much money on it, I mean, that's kind of outrageous as well. I mean, I spent $500 on a softball bat once and, you know, my girlfriend almost dumped me for that. It's just... (laughs) like. What's wrong with you? Why would you spend this much on a softball bet? Are you stupid? Well, yeah, at least I didn't spend $14,000 on a collie costume and went out in public. Here's another quote from Toko. My friends and family seemed very surprised to learn I became an animal. (laughs) In the clip of his first outdoor walk, which took place in his own backyard rather than in the public, Toko said he felt nervous and a little scared. He says, I'm very nervous. I'm very nervous. That's what he says in the video while he's walking around in his backyard. I'm so nervous in my backyard to walk around. Then he says, do you remember your dreams from when you were little? Did you want to be a wizard or a hero? <laughs> yeah, people, people want to be wizards, and they go to medieval times dressed as wizards. Or they do that thing, what's it called, LARPing, where you, you dress up like a Dungeons and Dragons character, go out in public and fight people. Who dress up like wizards and dwarfs and elves and warriors, fighters, clerics, paladins. You name it. Toko says, I remember writing in my grade school graduation book that I wanted to be a dog. And I wanted to walk outside just like a dog. Toko even spent a good amount of money on a cage that he can hang out in it's at his home. Probably sleeps in the cage. Very, uh, very kinky. <laughs> I don't even know what to think of this. I mean, I like that uh, we live in a world now where you could just do this. That's pretty cool. And on social media, some people will attack you. Other people will praise you. Uh-huh. But if he's happy and he's not harming anybody, I think it's okay. Um, there is something going on there with him, and I, I would suggest that uh, friends and relatives sort of inquire up on that, on what that might be. Something's clearly, clearly missing in his life. I don't think it's the... Uh, the fact that he's not a real dog i think something deeper is is going on and it just manifests it manifests itself as wanting to be a dog in the world um, but i you know who can judge you know i get up on stage and tell jokes cuz i need attention a little bit so yeah, people want attention i mean maybe this guy is very very lonely no one ever touches him this is a great way to have people touch you dress up like a dog walk around in public people will pat you you know, put you on their lap and stuff, and then you can get closer to humanity—the touch of humanity. Yeah, we need that. We need a hug, don't we, guys? I want a hug from you, my listeners. Um, I'm going to visit all of you, and we can all—we can just hug. Let's have a—let's have a gathering, and we'll just all have one big group hug. Weird AF news—the we'll co- big weirdo hug. We'll plan it for 2025 because I don't have enough money to make the trip right now, so. <laughs> Guys, buy me a coffee. Yay! Scientists brought back to life a 46,000-year-old worm. It's the sound of science. Boop, 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 science. Scientists discovered a female microscopic roundworm that has been stuck deep in the Siberian permafrost for 46,000 years. It's been frozen. They revived it as well. And, well, guys, it looks like this is how it's going to (laughs) end. What have you done, scientists? I've seen enough sci-fi, man. This is like exactly how The Thing started. Have you guys seen that movie by John Carpenter, The Thing? I think we need Kirk Douglas with a flamethrower to put out this uh, 46,000-year-old worm so that it doesn't kill the rest of us. Scientists not only revived it, guys, but the worm immediately started having babies. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It doesn't require a mate to have babies, apparently. Wow. This is scary. Now, according to the press release, scientists say this worm spent thousands of years in a type of dormancy called cryptobiosis. In that state, which can last almost indefinitely, all metabolic processes pause, including reproduction, development, and repair. This new worm species is called... Panaga... Panagrellaimus panagrellaimus col, colimini colimiensis. Ah, why are we still using Latin? Panagrellaimus colimiensis. i was gonna call it the uh, killer worm from outer space. <laughs> How about that? The killer worm from outer space. No worries, guys. It's only it's only procre- procreating. Uh, we have a deep sea biologist named Holly who estimates there are actually millions of species living in environments as diverse as ocean trenches, tundras, deserts, and volcanic soils. And there's probably going to be more on the horizon that are released as the permafrost melts. Great, 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 great. Sleep tight, guys. I mean, it's only a matter of time before a dinosaur that's frozen up there melts (laughs) when it was in cryptobiosis and it just trudges down to humanity and eats us all. Um, William Crow is a nematologist at the University of Florida who was not involved in the study. He said that this worm could belong to a species that has gone extinct in the last nearly 50,000 years. However, it very well could be a commonly occurring nematode that no one got around to describing yet. The fact that the worm survived all those years is not a shock to scientists who have known for years that microscopic organisms like the worm studied here can stop all biological functions to survive even the harshest conditions. So there you have it, guys. A 50,000-year-old worm has been resuscitated. I'll give five bucks to whoever eats it. Come on, any takers? Any takers? Who's going to eat the worm? (laughs) I also have a commercial idea for this. Hear me out here, scientists. You take all the babies that this worm is having, and you put them in tequila bottles, and you start a tequila, and you call it uh, Killer Worm from Space Tequila. Ta-da! That's a foolproof business idea right there. I'll tell you right now. That's right, guys. I'm a genius. Yay! Hi, everyone. It's Jonesy. And I want to thank you briefly for joining me for this episode of the Weird AF News podcast. I hope you had a nice weekend. And I hope you enjoyed our Florida Friday episode that we did. And uh, I think it was quality. And I got a lot of feedback from it. People seem to like the cocaine shark. And I think we're going to raise money and make the movies. So if you got any acting skills or you just want to be an extra you know we could use a few people to get eaten by the uh, by our cocaine shark so or people just just want to hang out at the beach or on a boat yeah we you can uh, you know join us when we make this film <laughs> imagine we raise money this weird podcast to make a cocaine shark like another cocaine shark film cuz there's already one but uh i watched the trailer and it's uh, it looks pretty bad i think we could we can do a better job guys i just need someone who uh can wear the inflatable shark costume free cocaine by the way you get free cocaine Uh, anyways i'm uh just going off the rails here i got a shout out for amani and nikki who bought me coffees amani and nikki uh clearly a duo clearly fans of weird af news Uh, they bought me coffee off my website weirdafnews.com that's where you can go to support the show with your money if you want to give me some of your money buy me a coffee Buy me a few coffees. Buy me 25 coffees. That's, that's a fun thing to do with your money. <laughs> Keep me in, this, in the state that you want me in. They wrote me a note on the, on the uh, when you buy coffees for Jonesy, you can write a note. They wrote, uh, just wanted to caffeinate your weekend to start Monday off right. It's our way of saying thank you for Florida Fridays. Cheers, cheers. They're probably from the UK. They said cheers. Uh, and uh, yes, you've definitely uh, helped me s- help start my Monday off right. Uh, my friends so i appreciate it. shout out to imani and nikki for buying me coffee also got a uh, a pretty funny email from john john salowitz salwich john i'll just say john from zionsville he wrote hey jonesy do you want to hear some irony i was at work today looking at the news during lunch and saw that keith sweat is playing a free concert at the indiana indiana state fair and i was like hey jonesy he would like that he, jonesy would like this one and What do you know? I listened to your latest podcast and you're talking about Keith Sweat. That is very bizarre, my friend. Thank you so much for your podcast. I listen to you every day and it brings a smile to my face. Good luck with your life, man. (laughs) Yeah, John. I mean, that is the major irony that uh, I was talking about Keith Sweat and then Keith Sweat comes up. This seems to happen all the time to me too. These are like synchronicities of some sort, you know, Uh, and they're they're, they're always cool and fun. I, I like them. They make me think, they make me believe that the universe is somewhat magical and that everything is sort of like linked together somehow, uh, which is exciting to know that. I want to think that there's magic in the universe rather than, there, rather than that there isn't, because otherwise the universe is pretty lame. But there's magic in the universe, and you can see it if you just keep your eyes and ears open, you can, you'll come across magic. It happens to all of us, so that was a magical moment. And I should probably sing a Keith Sweat bar. And who can love you like me? Nobody. Who can sex you like me? Who can lay your body, girl? Nobody, baby. I was uh, I worked over the weekend with Arsenio Hall. We did a comedy show together. I posted photos of me and him and I on my Instagram page, Instagram account at Funny Jones. If you'd like to see that and uh i told arsenio that uh, i had just seen new edition at the forum this was in april and arsenio hosted that show he came out and introduced the band and i said hey i was at that show you introduced new edition he was like oh yeah they've been my friends forever he's, he's been friends with them and then you know Keith sweat was on that show too so i asked him about Keith sweat Keith sweat is a buddy of his so i was one degree away of Keith sweat this weekend is what i'm trying to say guys so i'm just one step closer to being buddies with Keith sweat it'll happen it'll happen what else did I want to say? Um, yeah, uh, Join the Patreon if you want to support the show too. That's another way to do it. Let me Look at me pimping it up. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews or go to weirdafnews.com and join. Check, click on the Patreon banner. I shall, I'll put my Arsenio Hall pick in the Patreon as well. That'll be fun for everybody to see. There's some video of him and I having a, dis- a very excited discussion about new editions somewhere. Was, someone was taking video. They didn't post it though. But if I come across it, I'll get I'll grab that for you guys as well. And uh, you know, you, you don't have to listen to all that crap, though, or pay attention. You might just want me for the podcast, which in, in that case, shit, no sweat, man. You don't have to get any extra Jonesy in your life other than this little podcast here. So make sure you subscribe to the show. And if you want to uh, call it, call the show. There's a phone number, 646-450-2012. My email is funnyjones at gmail.com. Love to hear from my listeners. Love you very much. Good luck with your life, man.